What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us on our inaugural Strength and Leadership podcast today. Uh, so I've, I've made some modifications and switched over to uh, doing live interviews as opposed to just emailing questions or wanted to do some upgrading. So I appreciate you joining us. I've got David Quintanilla here with us today. He has the Instagram hashtag or, or uh, user handle at Diesel Productions. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, I didn't have it on, on, uh, on my phone at the top, so I was going off memory there. So um, he's got quite a few followers and is a very, very strong individual. So uh, one of the reasons why I follow him, and uh, he's, he's always got some really great content and uh, it always seems to be a very, very positive individual. So, David, I just kind of want to open the floor to you and, and just, you know, give us a, a little bit of background about yourself and, and how you got started. All right. So, um, I think like everybody else, everyone started the whole Fitspo bodybuilding type, you know, when they were younger. Um, I used to do bodybuilding when I was uh, maybe my early 20s. Um, that didn't go so well. I love eating just like anybody else does, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know? So I guess going into dieting into a contest, it was just like, you know what? I, I did the whole thing. I got it out of me. And my friends at the gym always told me, you know, you're really strong. Like, why don't you just try a power lift? And I'm like, eh, you know, maybe one day. Right. And, um, so finally just last year, I was a friend of mine just kept, you know, bugging me, bugging me, like, dude, you should, get like get into powerlifting you know and i had nothing i had no idea how it works what federation so i got into looking at it and uh uac usapl was hosting a rookie meet uh maybe like 10 minutes from my house so i was like you know what um why not give it a shot i signed up and i was like well i'm already signed up i can't go back <laughs> so um I was really into the whole conjugate system, uh, West Side Barbell, just like probably any newbie, I guess, would say sure. um, that they followed the whole um, system. And I, I bought the chains and the bands, and I have quite a collection of uh, barbells, just, just like you do, you know. Right. Um, and uh, I started using that, and I pretty much prepped myself the first meet, and um, I was PRing like daily, weekly, and to a point where um, I surprised myself that my first meet, I came first place with a total of uh, close to 1,500. That's I great. believe it was 1,432. Okay. Um, so it wasn't too bad, but prior to that, um, I did have a left ACL tear in uh, football and um, a right MCL tear in uh, soccer um, when I was younger. So I guess I never had surgery done because I've just heard many stories that's just not the same after that. So you never um, got the ACL fixed? No, never did. Oh, wow. Know. That's a, yeah. you're a bold individual. <laughs> most, uh, most everybody would say, get that fixed. Definitely. Um, the doctors like highly recommend it. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm kind of, I guess, afraid going under the knife. Okay. So I just rehabbed it myself for like two years. I did nothing for two years and it showed because I was like, you know, like 280. <laughs> um, so I was like, man. Um, 
but then after that, uh, I started, I guess, getting into sports again. Okay. Um, friends were like, hey, you know what? Let's go for it. Started off as a jog and pretty much ended up playing soccer and then basketball and then playing, you know, just different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, right now where I stand, I'm surprised were how much I lift as far as like deadlifting 600, squatting close to six, hopefully in a month. Um, right now, I'm in the USPA. Uh, my next meet would be the USPA um, meet, which I just did because I was credited for the meet since the whole pandemic happened. Right. Um, initially, it was, a, it was supposed to be back in April. Um, but this time I'm working with a USAPL club coach. Okay. And he was like, you know what? Just go for it. And um, you never know when the next meet will be, you know? Yeah. That's, that's amazing. And, and especially on a, I'm blown away by the torn ACL piece because that's, that's uh, something that it's, I mean, you probably know, I mean, those are, those are serious. I had a torn MCL in college. And so I, I know a, a little bit, but uh, guys that I had played with in college had the torn ACLs. And I mean, they were messed up for a while. I mean, in that yeah. rehab, I, I witnessed the rehab too, and that's no joke. So the fact that you never went under the knife and and are performing the way you are, I mean, that's a credit to not only patience but your ability to bounce back. So that's that's pretty cool. So talk to me then uh, uh, a little bit about you know you train. It looks like you train at home a little bit and you train at another gym. Is that correct? Correct. Um, so initially, I was at uh, LA Fitness. Just a commercial gym um, right. with fr- friends, and uh, just to be active at the, you know, before all this uh, started competitively competing, um, and I've met Will, which he owns Sandoval Strength Systems here in uh, Katy, and uh, he was the one that held the USAPL meet, and after pretty much the whole meet, I ended up just staying there working out, and it's. Pretty much, I think, one of the best powerlifting gyms in the Houston area. And there's not many. There's maybe like four in the greater Houston area. And um, it's like I said, it's 40 minutes away from me. Um, but, well, now it's 40 minutes away from me, but I, it's worth the drive. Okay. And I pretty much bought all, I guess, my home gym set up without even thinking this pandemic would have happened, you know? Um and once it did, I was like, wow, I, I can't say I'm lucky because I always kind of, you know, people have a busy schedule. Yeah. Um, it could, you could either be home late at night and then you don't want to make the drive to the gym. So why not just train at home? Um, one thing I did have to struggle to buy was the Rogue Kilo plates. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that was um, six weeks on, just looking every day. You know, I'm sure you've... Um, the struggle to, the struggle to buy equipment has has definitely been real and it, it, it's a good time i guess if you're in that business it's it's a good time for you but it's just amazing how this has completely liquidated the entire market i mean you can't get anything anywhere and now you're seeing the secondhand stuff on facebook and craigslist double and triple and quadruple in yeah. price and people are buying it it's incredible 
Uh, but it is like I'm seeing stuff that's that's being shipped out six weeks from now, eight weeks from now, twelve weeks from now. You know, and they just they can't they can't get ahead because there's no idea of when this is really truly going to end. And uh, it, it's 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 been interesting, especially some of the people that I I follow on whether it be Instagram or Facebook or whatever, the the people who have the home gym. It's it's I almost I almost jokingly view it as the people who, you know, stocked up on all the canned goods who were, you know, saying that the, the end is near and they're going to be ready for the Armageddon. You know, they've got all the canned goods. And so they're living life like, you know, nothing has changed. Meanwhile, the rest of the population is like banging on the doors saying, please feed us, you know? So I kind of see it that way a little bit. And, uh, but it is, you know, I, like I built my gym too, but way before, anything like this would have thought so it but it i mean you, you don't realize how uh how nice it is i mean i i guess i i just can't i can't come up with a better word i mean it's just such a i i guess maybe you could call it a blessing too but um it's it's nice to be able to just wake up and you're a few feet away from being able to do everything you, you want to do so uh but even like you know driving 40 minutes i mean that's a that's a hefty commute you know if you had mm -hmm. to do that on a consistent basis so um all right so so you got the home gym so talk to me a little bit about why you ended up starting that um so i just started to get my home gym honestly for the friends like we'd like to you know lift honestly at la fitness you can't really chalk up or lift you know, I guess when you deadlift, you can't drop the weight. They kind yeah. of got onto us about that. So I was like, you know what? What if I just made my garage a place for the friends to, you know, you can't go all out. You know, yeah. no one's like judging you or anything like that. Uh, this is way before we knew that there was like powerlifting gyms around us that mm -hmm. I guess you could say support that. <laughs> um, but after I bought my rack, um, it, I guess it, it was like a bug that bit me. And I just started buying things left and right. And I just started seeing deals here and there. And I pretty much came across, I mean, I'm sure you've seen the setup, you know, it's the rack. I've actually, um, a couple of reviews you made and, you know, suggestions of equipment that I've, you've posted and I've read about it. I was like, you know what? Like the lever arms. I thought after I read, like, how much you can do with the lever arms and how you did the setup with the chains and everything. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna buy me some level on it because I mean it can do a lot of things, you know, and it's been working for me and uh, this block. That's great. I mean, it. That's the one thing is as soon as I was able to to make those lever arms adjustable, it was like an explosion of opportunities. It was like it's almost like if you had an entire collection of hammer strength machines, you know, the, the mm -hmm. independent isolateral. I mean, the, the, the opportunities that, that have exploded is just crazy. And so I'm still, I'm still playing around with more ideas. Uh, I'm, I'm messing around with this, uh, this uh, flat bench leg press right now. So, uh, but the, 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 <laughs> the wood attachment that I have is, suspect at best so i ended up having to order the the steel attachment so that's that's going to be i think really advantageous but you know as you as you use the lever arms you're going to find out like 
wow, there's, there's so much more, especially just like your auxiliary stuff, do your bench press and then you can go from incline to flat to decline to there's just, I mean, the, the possibility is really endless and it all really started with me trying to figure out a better belt squat. And once I put the belt squat on the lever arm, I was like, well, why can't I do shoulder press? Why can't I do bench press? Why can't I do leg press? You know, so it was, so that's good that you've been able to, to get some use out of that. So, um, so, okay. Talk to me about favorite lifts, favorite bars. All right. So honestly, my favorite lift would have to be currently what's flying is my bench press. Um, I love the bench. Honestly, before I started working with uh, my coach, Omar, um, he, he was at the meet at that time. Okay. He mentioned, he's like, you know what? I don't know how you bench press because you were doing no leg drive. But he was, he was right. I didn't use my legs when I benched before. So it was just brute force. And right. um, ever since we fixed that, you know, my bench has been going up. Hopefully in the next month, uh, my final attempt would be a, looking to get at least a 400 pound bench on Good competition. So, um, but definitely using a rogue Ohio power bar. Um, there's, I haven't, I used a couple other power bars like the elite FTS. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing like the rogue Ohio power bar, honestly. Um, I, it's versatile. I can use it for anything, you know, you can use it as a stiff bar. It, I mean, it has a, quite a bend when you put a lot of load on it. But um, it's close to competition, you know, a Timilico. But I'm not going to spend, you know, I don't know yeah. how much a Timilico bar is, but it's pretty expensive. Yeah, they're, they're pricey. They're <laughs> pricey. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's something that I, I, I like to see, like, especially out of you. I'm not a power lifter, but I like to power lift. And uh, so for – for myself, it's always kind of, I, I like to watch uh, a lot of other people who are power lifters because there's so much, and I'm sure your coach has talked about like there, the, the nuances, the little things, you know, the, like the leg drive, for example, you know, what have you picked up from your coach that has been like a, a mind blower? Like you thought to yourself, wow, I never really thought of it that way. Or he adjusted your technique to where you know you saw a, a rapid increase um i would have to say uh my squat wait when he saw me squat he was like he he came over here and we literally spent about an hour and a half on just technique on all three lifts um he mentioned i didn't brace at all when i squat i think he, i don't know how you mentioned i didn't use my leg when i squatted um i was like how is that possible but then when he <laughs> showed me i was like wow i can feel my legs and I, you know, it, it squats have been going up too. Um, I don't really post anything lately the last month just to keep it, you know, I guess, uh, tr the dramatic increase in weights. Sure. Um, except for my deadlift. I'm, I'm kind of proud of my deadlift. Um, my biggest issue was my grip. Um, since my daily work, I'm a diesel mechanic in the, you know, in the, uh, my Monday through Friday. So it's already heavy labor as it is. So let's say if I come, you know, trying to lift 500 plus on, on the bar, my hands are already like tired from just, you know, working, wrenching all day. Yeah. Um, but it's been improving. But overall, um, you know, the way we worked with a lot was bracing, technique, um, the way I breathe, pretty much de depth, 
was never an issue, but I'm trying to go, you know, ATG, you know, as long as I could that way, yeah. I won't ever have a problem to pretty much, you know, get the red lights, um, which I haven't. I pretty much went eight for nine the last year myself. So I'm looking to go nine to nine with, you know, uh, actual uh, senior coach. So I'm looking forward to, you know, next month. That's great. Okay. So talk to me about like the mental side of, of this. Is it, have you gotten to the point where it's monotonous or, you know, what are you doing to, to kind of keep yourself motivated towards, you know, the next meet? So I'm sure you heard or seen or read about it. You shouldn't compare your others to elite lifters. Right. Um, honestly, it's their rights at some point, but I want to get to that point where I want to be that top lifter. Hopefully you go IPF one, you know, one day. Yeah. Uh, but first, you know, baby steps. Um, I see some people around my weight category and I'm like, you know what? I'm not that far. So if I just keep pushing, you know, day in, day out, eat everything I could, well, the right things, mm -hmm. right? Right now my coach is telling me you need to gain weight. I'm like, you know, I can't gain weight. It's so hot outside. It's like a hundred plus, you know. You can take um, some of mine. I'd be I'd be more than happy to give you a little bit of mine. <laughs> so, um, but as far as mentally, I am I'm very competitive. Um, I I'm not gonna lie. I do not like to lose. Um, I pretty much set myself going for gold, like first place. And as soon as I see, like let's say my last competition for example um it's as soon as i see my last name on that let's say a bench press i'm like you know what i got this like usually the last person is the heaviest lift and as it keeps going through the meat i'm like i got this in the back i just get excited you know um yeah. but also there's kind of like you say a dark side to get that fight or flight out um let's say when you're going for heavy weight um you know, it could be, it's, it's something I've worked on for a very long time that I can, I guess, use at will. Um, but I only try to use it when needed. Like, I don't like using it because it's kind of, it I can't get out of that funk. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's, I have a very competitive mentality to pretty much um, get there one day. This, actually, this past Saturday, I was at, I was at the gym at, at uh, Santa Ball Strength System, and believe it or not, there was four elite lifters there. Uh, I'm sure you see Russ Wall, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. Russell Orihi, um, they were just efficient was there. It, it was, it looked, honestly, it kind of looked like Sheffield 2020 it was about to happen. There was five elite lifters in there, and man, they were just, the energy they give off, Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, man, like, I want to be, that person, you know, that can inspire others and be like, hey, you know what? This is where he started. You know, I'm, I'm not young like those guys anymore, but I know I can get there, you know? Uh, I can see myself probably another year and uh, I can see myself, you know, up in the ranks. Yeah. I, I like that you mentioned um, the, the dark side uh, because that's, when I, when I lift, and we'll talk about this too, because uh, I'm, I'm curious to know, uh, but one thing that I do, and everybody's different um, when they train, not, a lot of people will listen to music, and I did that for a long time, but I don't listen to music anymore. 
And, uh, and I made a post about that once and people were kind of like, well, how do you get motivated? You know, what keeps you going? And I've been for the last, it's gotta be three years now. Um, I listen to speeches. I listen to prominent people who have, you know, said whether they're motivational or inspirational or determinational, whatever the case may be. Um, I've, it's, it, it, it was a, an eye-opening thing for me because it, not only I was training my body physically, but I was training my mind mentally at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, for whatever reason, I, w- I was able to almost in a way to separate the mental from the physical. Like, I, it's hard to explain, but it's almost as if you were like floating mentally. You know, you, you, didn't, you didn't think about like, well, I got to get jacked up for this next lift. You just went and did it. Like I would just yeah. go and, you know, so I, I never got too high and I never got too low. And so I was always kind of very, you know, even keel. And, uh, but the reason I bring that up is because I listened to a lot of Jordan Peterson. Uh, I've, I've been reading his book lately. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not. Um, but he talks about, he's a, he's a psychologist and he talks about the, the dark, the dark side or the, the monster in, in most people. And he said, in order to be, you know, uh, a good person, more or less, you, you have to be able to, to have, uh, you have to be able to be a monster, but be able to restrain it and, you know, not let it out essentially, or, or let it out when it needs to be let out. And so I, 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 that made me think of that when, when you mentioned that, and that seems to be the, the release for a lot of people is they let that monster out on the weight when the time you know, it shows you kind of where, uh, you know, you have the capability to be very, very angry or, you know, you have the capability of doing some, you know, I mean, we as humans, we do disturbing things to each other. I mean, just look at the history of human beings in general. But um, so it, it kind of made, you know, made that made an impact on me in thinking about that. So uh, it, that was just a an interesting point. So, you know, within that, so I'll ask you now to follow up with that. What what are you uh, what are you listening to? Um, so far, it's a variety of different types of music. Um, I used to train, like let's say, to get that monster out. I'd listen yeah. to you know, let's say, hate breed or you know, heavy metal. Yeah. But I've learned to pretty much take it out when needed, so I can listen to let's say anything as far as classical music. Um, anything to Hannah Montana or, yeah. you know, just the, <laughs> I have heard on. in your stories, I have heard some, <laughs> some, uh, quite the variety, I guess we'll say. And, and it always, uh, that's one of the reasons I always like listening. I, I like to watch your stories because there, there's a lot of entertainment value behind there. Uh, and so it always, it always gives me a good chuckle. Uh, you know, whether it's, you know, I've heard some country music to, I think there was some uh, Spanish rap, I think, one day, and yep. you know, so just a lot of variety. <laughs> so it was always, uh, always kind of entertaining to see what, what you had on deck to listen to. Uh, so, what, so then what's your go-to, right? So you got to get the monster out. What's your go-to? <clears throat> My go-to song would pr- um, – it's not rock. It, I wouldn't know what kind of genre it would be, but it has to do – I'm not sure – if you've ever watched anime, maybe, or came across it, Dragon I'm Balls in particular. familiar with it, yeah. Okay. Um, so there's this certain moment in 
uh, this anime that has like a cue and it's like just, it's, I wouldn't say a song, it's maybe like a, uh, I don't know what it would you call it, but uh, I guess I wouldn't say lullaby, but it's just like a minute. And I just only need really like five seconds to lift, you yeah. know, the lift. Um, that kind of just puts me in a meditation too, but also gets me hyped, but doesn't get me too angry, but I'm just ready for it. Right. And it just reminds me a lot of um, things, I guess, mentally that I've, what I've gone through and it never fails. Every time we hear like those, you know, that song within a minute, it's just, um, it puts me in that vibe mm -hmm. and it, it's gone through every time, every lift. I can't remember it. Uh, there was a point in time where I had to stop playing it or even kind of just cut it off on Instagram or my lips because I'm like, people are like telling me, really, like, you don't have any other song or just don't play nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you don't, you know, they don't understand. Sure. Know? Right. Um, but at this point, um, if it was to say that would be my go-to song, um, but as far as to say a working set, like a heavy working set, I would definitely have to go with uh, like heavy metal. Corn yeah. uh, would be my all-time favorites. Um, and Falling Away From Me. I don't know if you're familiar with that song. Oh, um, I remember that. Yeah, that was a big one. So that would be my go-to song other than that other music that people are like, what are you listening to? Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's why I'd rather not say it. Yeah. Well, I, that, you know, that brings up a really good point is that, you know, every, we all have a different trigger, you know, we all have it. We all have a different trigger and, and everything sets us up for our own success mentally in so many different ways you know and and so like you had mentioned it, it the things that you've gone through in your own life somehow that connects with you and that that might be the only way for you as what Jordan Peterson talks about again I'm bringing him up only because I've been diving into his book and listening to him a lot lately but it makes a lot of sense it's the only way for you to 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 bring the monster out to slay your own dragons right and so there's uh you know, for other people that it could be a, a Hannah Montana song, you know, I mean, yeah. And, and so, you know, we just, we just don't know. And that's, that's the thing. There's, there's a lot of assumptions of, you know, uh, a set way to, to do things. And there isn't, uh, it, the, the only thing that really matters is, can you move the weight? Can you lift it from point A to point B and, uh, and have success with it? So, um, you know, so I, I kind of want to transition into some of the, the leadership stuff, and uh, I've really enjoyed talking about uh, the strength side of it. But uh, so I, let's let's talk a little bit about you know just your passion in general. You know, you mentioned your diesel mechanic. So is there anything else outside of that, or is that something that you know you've always enjoyed doing? What what took you into that? Do you have anything outside of that that you know that you get really passionate about? Yeah, um, honestly, let's say my passion is uh, being a mechanic in general, um, knowing the fact that you're kind of a doctor in a way, but right. the patient doesn't talk to you. Right. <laughs> you know, the truck and car, whatever it may be, doesn't talk. So, But I always loved, um, I was always a hands-on type of guy. Um, that would be one of my things. I love building cars or trucks or engines or whatever it may be. 
um, I love teaching, especially like the, the younger guys that, right. you know, like, oh, I want to do this, um, but I don't know how to get started. You know, every time I hear that, I remember, you know, myself that no one guided me going into something, you know, that I love what I do. You know, it's not even a, a job for me because I love it so much. Right. Um, so I kind of just like um, pretty much help them go through that path. You know, and um, they're pretty good now. You know, they're set. I guess I wouldn't say for depending on them. You know, set for life. But yeah. it's something I love doing. Is on on people that don't really know is building pretty much either if it's a race car, if it's a mud bogger, if it's like taking off road or uh, rock crawlers. Um, I don't really post too much of that, um, just because you know, hey, no one really. I don't know if they're interested or not, you know, but when they do see something, let's say in my, let's say a story, they're like, oh, you do that? I was like, yeah, I do that. You're, you know, that was one thing <laughs> that was one thing that I saw too. And, and so I'm in, I'm in Northeast Ohio and, and I grew up in a uh, pretty rural town, I guess you could say. And that was something that I had some friends too. They would, they had all the souped up trucks and they were all jacked up and that was something that they all used to do. I mean, I did that in college. I had this beat up Dodge pickup truck and we went tore through a cornfield just for the sake of doing it, you know? And so, yeah. so I, I, I could totally relate to that. And so that's, that was one thing that I saw. I was like, Oh wow, that's, that's gotta be a lot of fun and, and doing it with other people. I'm, I'm sure made it more entertaining. So, oh, definitely. Um, so you've, you've got a lot of, I guess, spread out interests, you know? And so mm -hmm. talk to me then about, you know, do you have, do you have any kind of like personal vision, personal mission statement? You know, uh, you hear the, what's your why, you know, do you have a why behind, you know, why do you, why do you get up and, and work a, a, a blue collar job and then come home? Cause you lift in the afternoon, right? Afternoon, evening. Correct. Right. So, you know, how are you, how are you getting through the work day and then coming home and saying, okay, now I'm going to, I'm going to bust my ass in the weight room and get stronger, you know? So what's your, what's your mindset or what's your why behind getting all that done? So honestly, on that note, um, I kind of have to mentally prepare myself as soon as I'm done working out the day before, because I already know what's ahead of me on my schedule for the next morning at work. And knowing the facts, um, the way my coach set up my block, he, I mean, he, he's aware of this. So um, most of my heavy lids would be, let's say, the first thing of the week. Um, but other than that, the reason why I do it or how I do it, I still don't know because I'm constantly lifting heavy things at work. I come home. And, you know, I, I try not to take a nap because once I do that, it, like, yeah. I, <laughs> I try to get in the gym and I'm like, you know, I'm just, just dragging my feet, you know, I'm like, I have to do this, you know, I have to do this. But once I get in that zone, you know, um, it's nothing. It's, it's just, I'm surprised myself when I lift a couple, you know, these weights. I'm like, how, to me, it's light, but right. to friends are like, dude, that, that's a lot of weight. I'm like not I don't see it that way you know mm -hmm. but um but I love doing it so much I think just challenging myself 
actually when I walk in through these doors, I'm looking for failure. Like I need to learn on these lips. Yeah, this is the only thing that's gonna teach me um, to progress, you know, get better or pretty much find fine-tune what I'm doing wrong so I can get better, you know, the next day or even at that moment. There's times where I've pretty much um, lifted the same weight three times, three different ways, just to see which way is better. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I guess you could say to overall why I do it is just because I, I really love doing it. There's no other way. There's not a day I can't go lifting and I dislike it when it's my off day. For example, today, today's my off day and I'm just like, in my right now in my garage, I'm like, I want to throw something down, you know. I can't deadlift, I can't bench, I can't squat. You know, I have to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. And it really eats me inside because it's something I love doing. Um, but hopefully, also on the side note of that, um, I do always wanted to open a powerlifting gym for myself. Um, I was actually going to open one up this coming up December 2020. But after everything happened, you know, the whole thing going on, um, it didn't, didn't go that way. Maybe it just wasn't time for it, you know. Um, I did have a lot of equipment stored, but with, let's say, work slowing down and, you know, um, all these other things happening, I had to sell little by little. And I wasn't, like, gouging prices, you know, for people to, like, I guess make money off of, you know, mm -hmm. I was trying to help people. Right. I made it, you know, like an offer up or in a marketplace. I'm like, Hey, you know what? If y'all need something like, just let me know, you know? So, um, I love helping people out. Like even if it's something small, you know, that's, that's pretty interesting. And, and that, uh, yeah, 2020, this, this whole year has seemed to be, something out of the twilight zone. I mean, it's, it's completely surreal. And, and, uh, I mean, geez, we're only halfway through it. So, uh, Lord only knows what, uh, what's in store the second half, but that it, it it's interesting that you, you mentioned about opening up a gym and, uh, it, and your thoughts about maybe it's not the right time. You know, do you believe that things happen for a reason? You know, is there any faith or religion behind, you know, how how you think about the way things happen in the way in which they do um yeah I, I definitely believe things happen for a reason um you've never known i i've thought a point where well let's say this didn't happen and i opened it and let's say i wasn't ready to manage a gym and what if i've gone you know bankrupt right or something you know um i do have i did have friends that knew how to run one and you know the whole i guess managing the gym itself um but i wasn't confident enough in myself to take care of it because you know obviously it's gonna be it's mine you know i don't have to bug anybody else hey how do you do this how do you do that you know but i do believe that things happen for a reason and uh, like i said maybe it just wasn't my time and hopefully looking for 2021 that um you know i'll be opening soon which well, I'm really cr crossing my fingers for it. Good for you. Do you have a name yet? I do not. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> I'm still working on that. Okay. Okay. Um, so, though that's that's definitely interesting to hear. Um, 
especially given, you know, sounds like you're, you've got a very open mindset about how everything is supposed to, to run. And the one thing that I've really picked up from just our talk here is your, your patience. You know, you mentioned that you love to help people, you love to teach people, and just the ability to wait when things are not ready. Um, that's, that's something that a, a lot of people might struggle with. Um, so, so can you elaborate a little bit on, or, or give me a, a little bit of advice that you might give to somebody who struggles with patience and wants to rush through things and, and, uh, uh, you know, push the envelope maybe when they're not ready? Yeah. Uh, most of the time, let's say if it's, um, for example, you're trying to learn something new every, I, I, I wouldn't say at this day of age, everybody wants things fast. Yes. Um, so there's no, um, there's no, there's no one has patience. Everybody wants like, you know, like this or this. So every time I meet someone like, let's say younger than me, like, oh, well, for, let's say weight example, right? Um, I want to get a 315 pound bench. I'm like, okay, great. But, you know, it took me two years, you know, to get to that point. It's like, and then they start with say shortcutting for example, the steroids. Right. Like, oh yeah. Well, this guy told me I can do it. If I took on my look, I don't know nothing about that, but I can tell you how to progress and get there, and I can help you through it. You know. And I pretty much, I literally give them like, I guess you could say, free program on how to get there, but they don't, they don't really take it. They're like, no, you know what? Mind. Um, but I'm very patient with people, and I tell them how I've gone through a couple of things, you know? Um, for example, on a different note, let's say I was in school um, trying to get my diesel certifications and I worked at 4 a.m. I got off at one, I went to school at 2 p.m., got off at nine. So that was like that for a whole year. Um, I pretty much intense. told it was, <laughs> I'm, I do, I do, I would never live it again. <laughs> um, but I do tell people, I'm like, look, if it's something you really want, you know, you pretty much have to be patient, you know? Uh, if you rush things, um, you could either not go the way you want it to go or you can get hurt in, you know, in any aspect. So usually they don't seem to understand. I, I just don't know what it is. They yeah. can't get it through their heads, but... Um, you know, I, I try to tell them how it is and, you know, hopefully they take my suggestions or, you know, any advice and, you know, they keep run with it yeah. and maybe hopefully teach the next person they meet. They're like, well, Hey, you know what, this is how I've gone through it. Um, and, you know, pretty much collect dumb enough. Hopefully teach me somebody, something else. Right. You know, so 4 a.m., to 9 p.m. All right. So what was, you know, and, and I always find it interesting because there are things that I've done too that I would say I'll, I would never do that again. But in, in reflection, there's usually one really important piece that you've taken with you that had you not gone through it, you would have never learned it. So what was, I guess, what was the one big takeaway from that year where you were really on the, on a true grind? 
Um, I would have to say um, grind for a better future. Um, knowing myself that if I didn't go through that, I would probably be, probably be at the bottom of my life, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, it was it was tough, but I had to get it done. Honestly, it doing it so much, let's say maybe, it wasn't going to lie, the third month, I, was, I couldn't get used to it um, to maybe half the year. Um, it became like second nature, like kind of like a robot. Right. Um, you know, I had to wake up 3 a.m., go to work at 4, do what I had to, then I'm on. I really had to, like, I guess, clean up in a way, get ready, and then go to school, and then try to stay awake for, you know, six, six, seven hours. Yeah. And do the same thing, but only at night. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but I met so many different people there, a lot younger than me, and I was like, look, man, like, finish it. You know what I'm saying? Right now, this is what I'm going through. I don't want y'all to go through something like this because it's not pleasant, you know? Um, it's very difficult. And, you know, you have a, a lot of time in your hands. So pretty much, you know, get it done. Because if you don't, you know, I have a couple of friends that graduated, but they're still, I guess, not working. I don't see how that happens, right? Right. Um, but it, 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 was, it was hard, you know. Um, but hey, you know, you live and learn, right? Yeah, you do. And, and wow, it, it, I'm not surprised that you were able to do it. I mean, it just from what it sounds like, your work ethic is extraordinarily high. And, and once you put your mind to something, and that, that's a big separating factor, too. For some people, it's, it's they, maybe they haven't figured out how to tap into that, that mental energy. But I think that the fact that you're a patient person, you, you seem to be able to, to see the end result and, and you can kind of backtrack on how you got to get there instead of looking at the moment. Because for a lot of people, the moment, the moment sucks. The moment really sucks. And for a lot of people, the, the short-term suffering is a lot harder than bearing it and knowing that at the end it's going to be worth it. So uh, that's, you know, I, I applaud you for that. It's really interesting. And this is one of the reasons I like doing these because you find out so much more about people and, you know, their, their own background and their own stories and the, the motivating factors behind them. And so, um, it's, it's always neat to see. And the fact that, you know, we've got the technology that we have to, to do this. I mean, for crying out loud, you're in Texas and I'm in Ohio. So um, talk to me a little bit about, um, you know, do you have an example of when you had some type of a failure and it, maybe it was a big one and you thought like, shit, like, how am I going to, how am I going to get out of this? Or, uh, maybe it was something that you you really thought you had a chance of getting, whether it was a, a job or a promotion or something in the weight room. Can you provide me with something that really made you reflect and, and you had to sit back and say, okay, I've got to fix this and here's how I'm going to do it? Uh, yeah, definitely. I actually, um, let's say at work, um, 
an overhaul in the diesel engine takes about total 26 hours. Um, me rushing one night on repairing, let's say, a job on a truck. I knew the fact if I was to rush a certain job, I would mess up. But knowing the fact that you know, you just, you're tired, you're done with the day, you just want to go home, um, I ended up taking that route. So the next day, let's say, um, it, it didn't go well working, but like, the, the, the engine just blew up. Let's just put it like that. Okay. And uh, um, I had to pretty much rebuild that thing. Probably record time for me alone within maybe 21 hours. Um, that was probably, I guess you say, the hardest thing I've ever done. Um, I, that's kind of the part where it says, be patient. My patience yeah. was nowhere around that time. <laughs> but at the same time, I was, I, that mentality, I guess you could say, that's helped me, let's say, at the gym or lifting weights. I was like, okay, you know what? This is the game plan. I need to finish a certain time and, you know, get it going. Like for those two days at work, straight, you know, finishing everything I had to do. Um, people offered help. I was like, you know what? No, because I, you know, this is my responsibility. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it was, it was, it was challenging. But hey, I mean, like I said, men mentally prepare yourself for let's say anything. It, it it comes a long way, you know. That wow, that's uh, that's wild. Um, that uh, blowing up an engine, yeah. That I I, yeah. I don't have I don't have any experience with that, but I can I can totally I can relate to that. So, um, but again, that goes back to patience, and that's the big theme I'm picking up from this, and and I really. I really like that. I mean, to, that, because that applies to so much of, of not only what you're doing with your own training, but how mm -hmm. you're approaching just life in general and how you're trying to, to help the people who are, you know, getting into whether it's, it's training with you or, or at work with you. And there, you know, that underlying theme of patience is, is such a strong point. So is there anything you have, uh, any favorite quotes, that um, that that is like a, a reliance for you. Um, I do, but it's very long. I, I'm. Do you listen to a couple of uh, Dave Tate's uh, podcasts? I I have not. No, I know of them though, but I haven't. I haven't listened to them. Okay, I'll have to send you the link. Okay. Um, pretty much, it's a. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a quote, more like a statement. It's okay. very long. But it's a certain reason of going into the void of um, just pretty much going into nothing. But like how kinda like kinda like you said it, like you projected your body out you know, right. spiritually, but your body's right. still here. Right. Um, that's kind of what helped me in a lot of different ways. Um, whether it is let's say, you know, lifting at work or just getting something, even if it's changing the changing the toilet hey that's pretty hard you know yeah. <laughs> if you're not a plumber you're like all right i gotta figure this out yeah and then <laughs> so um 
but yeah, I'll have you send you. It's a very long quote. Um, I wait, I've always tried to remember it because, you know, I mean, there's always like, I guess you could say um, another one that's like, you know, pain is weakness leaving the body. That's everyone knows that. Yeah. I really love it, um, which is because it's true, you know. Uh, once that's gone, you're only getting stronger, you know, day in, day out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is. It's very true. Okay. You got a, a, a book you'd recommend? Any or any any type of publication, something that maybe you have read or are reading or um, currently not reading anything right now, but I do. Um, I listen a lot of audio. I yeah. listen to a lot of Zig Ziglar a lot. Yes, um, big fan of Zig Ziglar. Love it. Or Eric Thomas. Yes, my other guy. Okay, so um, how about how about a podcast then? If there's no books, you got a podcast or a speaker that you would recommend? Um, you know what? I listened to a new one this morning, but um, I've always go to Eric Thomas. He always hypes me up. It's like he's speaking to me, mm -hmm. and I can I can feel that I can relate to what he talks about. Right, and it's just. It's incredible because I don't know, man, but he knows he's gone through some things that I can say, hey, you know, I've gone through that, you know, or he's uh, even these audio uh, podcasts yeah. help me out on a couple of things, you know, which is either thinking differently or seeing a different aspect of what could be or what can be or what can you do, you know. Um, one of the things they mentioned is, you know, you have your hands. It can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. Right. You know? And some people don't take advantage of that. Um, I've seen, you know, a couple of people just like, oh, well, I don't do that. Or not be amazing particularly, but they just don't have that drive. Right. And if you listen to motivational speakers or, um, like I said, different quotes and stuff like that, a lot of people can relate to that and be like, you know what? That was me at one point, you know, it could be right. the smallest thing, but it was probably the hardest, you know, like, for example, um, I had this one time, um, my kidney sink backed up. I'm like, man, how am I going to do this? Like, I'm, I don't know how to work this, you know? Um, but I learned to never fail. I read, I guess you could say blueprints of how it runs. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, you know, and I got it working and it feels good. Once because you did it yourself. Yeah. You know, that's, that's cool. I like that. It, <laughs> the, the, I listened to a lot of Eric Thomas too. And I think one of the greatest, I would say one of the greatest accomplishments, I think, aside from the fact that he has a PhD, I mean, he is Dr. Thomas now, yeah. uh, was the four years to get a 12 year degree. That's the one yeah. thing I, I hear him talk a lot about. And, and, and that really speaks to the patience factor and, you know, determination and, and not giving up. So no matter what it is in life, it's that, you know, that is an example of there should be no excuses. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's for me, it's, it's always been um, a big piece of my own, whether it's in training or what I'm doing for, you know, the own, my own website is, is understanding that, 
you got to play the long ball and you got to play the long game and, and short term things may not work out the way you want, or you may not get as much traction. Uh, and I mean, I remember when I first started this out, I didn't know where I wanted it to go. And mm-hmm. e- even to this day, I'm, it's continually evolving. I would have never thought I would have been doing something like this because I don't feel that I'm very good in front of a camera to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's just something that you start to find out, uh, you find out kind of where your direction starts to go once you have a vision and, and, and can kind of navigate it, I guess. The direction determines destination. I've heard that a lot. So Definitely. uh so let me so to, to kind of close up here, I got one more question to ask you. So you've got advice, you know, somebody comes to you for advice, whether it be training, whether it be life, or maybe a combination of both what would be you know the best piece of advice or to anybody who's listening probably the dozens of listeners right now um what would be you know the one thing that you could give you know uh, in terms of advice to to somebody who would be listening um i would start as to say um plan out your future you know because that pretty much will determine what you do today and the day after that and the day after that because once you know what you're set on, you pretty much have a path on pretty much what you need to do, you know, and it'll never fail. If you want it that bad, whatever it may be, you know, you'll get it done. I love that. That's awesome. Okay. I got two more things for you. Okay. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go rapid fire. I want, uh, this is something I think I'm going to end with all of my podcasts. So first word that comes to mind so my, uh, my little motto is, is all about strength and leadership. So the first word that comes to mind when you think of strength, what's the first word that comes to mind? Um, power. Okay. First word to come to mind with leadership. Um, who leadership. There's so many things. When yeah. it comes to leadership. <laughs> it just, it, I just had like, it just blanked out. But leadership. Oh man, there's so many things. Um, next question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I, I think for, for you, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's pretty clear, like, I'm, and that's a tough one, you know, because mm-hmm. like you said, leadership, is, there's, there's so many different things. And so like the, what I see from you in terms of leadership is, is not only patience, but I see somebody who is a, a very willing teacher. Like that's what I see from, from you, especially from our conversation. And I would have never known that about you had we not had this opportunity. So I want to thank you for that because I've learned something today. So uh, I think that's something that, you know, you don't have to be the head of a company to be a leader. You know, you don't have to be at the top rung. There are many, many people who are leaders in different ways. And that's pretty evident that, that you're doing that. So, um, for that, I want to say thank you, and I appreciate the time that you spent uh, with me today. So it looks like we went about an hour, which is probably pretty good. So, oh, wow. um, you know, I, I enjoyed the time. Thank you very much, and uh, you know, hopefully, you'll have a lot of success here. I'll be continuing on to cheer you on here as you oh, thanks, prep thanks for your lot. training, and and uh, I'll, I'll make sure to to have everybody that that I can connect with to to throw you that same support, man. And, and you always, uh, you never need anything. You always come back to me and maybe we can I appreciate uh, it. Maybe we can uh, get back together here once, 
once you get through your next meet, we can talk through some of those PRs that you're going to be posting up. Oh, definitely. I'm, I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> there, there's a couple of things I haven't recorded that has happened already. That's so, good. That's good. We'll that's very wait. good. Yes. Well, <laughs> that's uh, well. You can you can consider this the uh, the the prelude then, I guess. So definitely. Uh, awesome, David. I, I appreciate the time, man. Thank you very much. You have Thanks yourself for having me on. Have yourself a good evening, man. Okay. I much appreciate. You have a good night. All right, buddy. You too. All right. Thanks.